Hello, it's Friday the 16th of December and welcome to the Better Business Show Friday 5. I'm your host Tom Idle and joining me over there is Vicky Knowles. Vix, how are you doing? I'm brilliant, thank you. How are you? Brilliant. That's, <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, a shake. That's a, that's a turn up. So you're having a good week? I'm having a good week, yeah. It's my birthday next week. Is it? Yeah. Happy birthday for next week. We're not going to be here. Um, we well, I don't know about you, Vix, but I'm waiting for things to sort of calm down before Christmas. And it doesn't really seem to have happened yet. No, not yet. Um, are yeah. you taking time off next week? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I'm taking my birthday off on Wednesday, um, and uh, seeing a friend on Tuesday. So I think I'm just kind of going to mix some last minute work with some socialising. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Well, I, I can't wait to have a few days off. Um, I'm taking yeah. a trip to Anfield. That's going to be my highlight, which obviously doesn't mean anything to you, Vix. But for all the football fans out there, I'm up to up to Anfield in the new year, uh, taking my little boy his first trip to Anfield. So that's going to be all very, very exciting. Oh, um, you love that. Oh, you will. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, so anyway, so we're back for our Friday Five top five stories from the past week. Uh, all the goings on from across the better business landscape, I suppose. This week we're going to talk about uh, the good, the bad and the ugly of Amazon, everybody's favourite uh, online retailer. We're going to be talking about David Attenborough's uh, Planet Earth 2, which ended this week. We're going to be talking about IKEA and its push for new sustainable materials. And we're also going to be talking about uh, kite-style wind turbines. So let's do it, Vix. Number five this week, uh, a story about IKEA. So the IKEA Group's latest sustainability report came out this week. And one of the highlights of it was that it's allocated over 3 billion euros for sustainability investments. This includes a new financial frame of 1 billion euros to secure a long-term supply of sustainable materials by investing in forestry, as well as in companies active in recycling, renewable energy and biomaterial developments. Uh, also, the investment includes 1.5 billion euros put forward uh, towards wind and solar energy projects since 2009 and 600 million euros allocated for further investments in renewable energy. Basically, IKEA aims to produce as much renewable energy as it consumes in its operations by 2020, which is not long, long you know, not far off now. And it's already got to about 71% as of this year. Uh, so loads of money being ploughed into renewables um, and really, really interesting company, IKEA, and what they're up to right now. Um, the, the report is well worth downloading for all the sort of CSR report geeks out there. I know there's plenty of you. Uh, it's well worth downloading a copy of this new IKEA sustainability report, uh, an abundance of, of good stories in there. Very impressive. Um, so at number four, uh, Planet Earth 2. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have been tuning in to the, the, the uh, wildlife series. So the series finale was last Sunday, um, and it's been more popular and more emotional than the <laughs> X Factor final. And it's also said that the documentary is also attracting more than usual amounts of young people. And apparently that's partly down to Hans Zimmer being on the sound, like creating the soundtrack. Um, so the season finale ended with a plea from narrator David Attenborough, who we all love. It's surely our responsibility to do everything within our power to create a planet that provides a home, not just for us, but for all life on Earth. Um, I think we hear this sort of quote all the time in, in articles on climate change, but I think at the end of this beautiful series on engaging storytelling, it seems incredibly poignant, and I'm sure lots of people cried like me. <laughs> uh, 
um, we, you know, we attach ourselves to these animal characters and find out about their quirks and their story. And then it zooms out and says that their forest home is being destroyed and we feel emotionally attached and want to do something about it. But I just wanted to sort of point to it as a great example of how creative mediums can be used to really connect audiences with this important message. And maybe the general public does care after all with their great ratings. Yeah, I, it was an amazing series, wasn't it? I think I tweeted when the first couple of episodes went out and, and I watched it with my son who's six and I just, I think I tweeted something like, you know, there's there's not a Im- more important TV show to be showing a six-year-old than than Planet Earth 2. It was just absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? Um, yeah, so if you haven't seen it, go and, go and check it out on, on iPlayer or whatever. But um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant series. And yeah, number three this week, more sort of uplifting uh, positivity. This is a story I picked up on ed.net this week. Uh, Edie seems to be doing a really good job in the last few months. I don't know what's happened over there, but we've also got a good podcast that you might like as well. The Edie, I think it's called Sustainable Business Covered or, or something like that. Have a look at that. Um, but this is a story about three major energy firms, including Eon and Shell, securing a £5 million investment in a new British company that aims to deploy the country's first high-altitude wind facility. So this is a company called Kite Power Systems, and it's hoping to commercialise the use of large kites to develop wind energy at higher altitudes than current wind farms and turbines. And it's now got this £5 million from Eon, Shell and Schlumberger, so three companies putting their money into this, According to, uh, according to ED, the investment will support Kite Power Systems' plans to deploy a 500-kilowatt onshore power system over in southwest Scotland next year, which will lead to a planned onshore demonstration array of multiple 500-kilowatt systems by 2020. So it's very much at the early stages here, but uh, some money going into this. KPS, this, this company, claims that uh, the Kite power technology can transform the global offshore wind market due to the cheap manufacturing costs, which can reduce capex by as much as 50%, and smaller amount of construction materials required in actually developing these things. Uh, so an interesting development, well worth checking out the story on ED. Nice, that sounds like a good one, actually. Uh, okay, number two, Amazon. Um, I think maybe quite a few of you have heard this already, but um, Amazon is opening its first no-checkout grocery store called Amazon Go. So you download their free Amazon Go app and you, when you walk in, you, you scan it and you literally take what you want from the store and walk out. It looks, there's, there's a video online and it looks so futuristic. It just, just doesn't look real in a way. Um, but it's supposed to be like no lines, no waiting. You just, you just go and then you get billed to your Amazon account. Um, so the first store is going to be open to the public in Seattle in early 2017 for now, only Amazon employees and beta testers can try it out. Um, the tech is a bit mysterious, um, but it's supposed to be similar to self-driving cars. Um, so you can put the product in your bag, and then if you put it back, your your virtual cart on your phone will update on, automatically. It's very strange. Um, so what can you get in this store? Um, so there's going to be on-site chefs making breakfast, lunch, and dinner options. There's grocery essentials as well as things like artisan cheeses and locally made chocolates and uh, you can pick up meal kits that uh, you know you can whip up a dinner at home with in 30 minutes um, and an article in Gizmodo notes that it it may perpetuate the class divide as to use this grocery store you need to have a smartphone um, and then a software glitch might lead to a free sandwich but that last one doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, all very, all very cool. In the interests of balance on this show, Vix, um, 
Uh, I have a story about Amazon as well. Uh, of course, I'm sure a number of our listeners will have used Amazon over the last few weeks and they're up to Christmas. But this this story about Amazon leaves a very sour taste in the mouth, not least because I spent this last week writing a story about ongoing labour issues in uh, the palm oil supply chain. And there's a new sort of Amnesty International report which has found evidence of forced labour and child labour and all that sort of horrible stuff going on in palm oil plantations in Indonesia, all pretty miserable stuff. And then we have this report this week about Amazon, and according to The Guardian, Amazon has been accused of creating intolerable working conditions after allegations that workers have been penalised for sick days and that some are camping near one of its warehouses to save money commuting to work and there's a a liberal democrat leader in scotland who in parliament up there said amazon should be ashamed that workers at its warehouse in dunfermline have chosen to camp outside in the winter and he made the comments after the courier newspaper up there in scotland published photographs of these tents near the site that it said were being lived in by amazon workers they just can't afford to commute back and forth so they're setting up camp outside Uh, A Sunday Times investigation found that temporary workers at the warehouse were being penalised for taking time off sick and put under pressure to hit targets for picking orders. It also claimed that although workers could walk up to 10 miles a day doing their jobs, water dispensers were regularly empty. And uh, in the run-up to Christmas, Amazon has hired 20,000 agency workers. So it's a big, big issue. Um, And there we have it. We, We end 2016, Vix, with businesses continuing to abuse staff, all in the name of profit, and thank God for the free press in this country for continuing to sort of call them out on it. Um, don't they know yeah. it's Christmas, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice uh, Christmassy note to end on, isn't it? It is, and it is, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's it. We're going to be back here uh, in the new year now, uh, Vix. We're going to have a few weeks off, aren't we? So uh, I think Friday the 13th of January is our, our next Friday Five. So a good few weeks away. Uh, before that we've got just one more show of the year going out on Monday which is our end of year review so don't miss that Uh, but Vix have a cracking Christmas and and New Year break and um, yeah we'll see you back here after the New Year thank you yeah and you have a great have a great time off and uh, going to the football thank you cheers come on the Reds